Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Drinks, beer, more football. Welcome to Bank at Night. Welcome back to Bank at Night, Jay Bankley, Chris Sinocero. I'm getting excited for this game on Sunday. It's a huge teeter-totter game for both teams. Concernometer game, I think, for both teams. Because you know how this, this, this town goes, Chris. They're 2-2 two and two right now. They lose the Buffalo Bills. And all of a sudden, the sky will be falling once again as it was earlier this season. The Eagles, was it though? Like, was there that no, widespread panic? There was. There like, was. there was. There I was. Ang- it. I, I heard it and saw it from people. There, there was. Were, there was anger at the losses, but was there like, oh, we're gonna this team's finished? Oh, there's some. I'm talking about national perception. Oh, we're that, not but, even having. Yeah, that. but who cares what they're gonna say? I they're know, gonna say you know they're, they're gonna, gonna say it. I know you're gonna say they're it. They're gonna say who cares? They're the gonna Bills, say that anyway. But for the Bills, make no mistake, this is just as important a game as it is for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, if the Chiefs are undefeated right now. It doesn't really matter. But this this game matters. As far as getting the first round by, and we know how good Andy Reid is after the bye. This game doesn't matter. For Buffalo Bills, like the Chiefs are not only playing the Buffalo Bills, they're playing perception as well. The perception of their own team and how teams look at them and how teams look at the Buffalo Bills and the confidence they can get going forward. It does matter having confidence in football. And with the Buffalo Bills, you know, the, the Chiefs were nemesis. They beat them running the football in the first game. They beat them throwing the football in the second. These are the questions they've had to ask. What do you take from those two losses against the Chiefs last year? Josh Allen's, you know, he's hearing the noise like Lamar Jackson did. You can't beat Mahomes, and you got to be, you know, if you want to consider you one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC, these best young guns, you got to beat him. Justin Herbert, he passed that test already. You know, Lamar Jackson passed that test already. Well, Josh Allen passed that test. The Chiefs have been the stumbling block. They have been what the New England Patriots were for the Kansas City Chiefs. Been that stumbling block. A win at Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium over Patrick Mahomes. Again, Mahomes the only real quarterback they played. And I know they played Big Ben. No, they played him, but it's not the same Big Ben. And then it was back-to-back-to-back backup quarterbacks. Ian Heineke, Brissett, Davis Mills. Not good quarterbacks. First real quarterback that they've seen. The Chiefs would be undefeated with the Bills' schedule. I don't even think there's any doubt about that. But confidence goes a long way in football, 
and being able to go to Kansas City, because this is the game they're talking about, this game they circled. I brought on Gene Bataglia from Rochester, who covers the Bills on our sister station out there last night. You know, Nate Geary tonight from the, the Buffalo side of things, you know, talking about the fact they kind of overlooked the Texans. At least they went out and spanked them because they were overlooking them. They are looking at the Kansas City Chiefs. But this is the type of game that can give a lot of teams confidence. It's big. And, you know, I say this, even though it's with a different team, with the Chargers, AFC West, after beating the, the Raiders, we all know Joey Bosa <laughs> backed the dump truck over Derek Carr after that game. But he also said something interesting that I think could apply to the Buffalo Bills this weekend. We, we just showed resilience, and I think until we keep doing it, which we have these last two weeks, I think everybody's going to start believing it, and I think we do now. So just having that confidence where, I mean, in years past, you come in at half with a lead, I'm like, oh, God, what are we going to do this time to screw this up? And it's, I'm sorry, but it's kind of how my, how my mind worked because it just happened so many times. I think we're just coming together as a team, and we all believe in each other, believe in the coaching. And uh, when Coach Staley goes up there and talks to us, everybody's listening, and it's just, again, a great team win. So that's something to take note of right there because Bose has said it right there. He's been incredibly honest. Said they've had leads in the past going to halftime. But then they were, he was wondering how they would screw it up. Like, that is self-doubt. That's not a confident team that you have the guy, the coach, to lead you down the quarterback, the coach combination, to come back and win games. This is what the Bills do. You lose to the Chiefs again if you're the Bills. It's, it, it creeps up in the fans' mind, the players' mind, the coaches' mind. How do we beat the Kansas City Chiefs? How are we going to do it? You look last year. All right, they decided to stop Tyree Kill in the first game. Tyree Kill, three catches, 20 yards. But then Kelsey... Five for 65, two touchdowns, and then Clyde runs for 161. Their, their impetus was to stop Tyreek Hill. Second game, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, 13 catches, 118 yards, two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, nine catches, 172 yards. They stopped Clyde, by the way. <laughs> Only seven yards rushing for Clyde. If you're keeping score, that's 30 catches, 375 yards, and four touchdowns between Kelsey and Hill last year. And they, they were asked a lot about those questions about stopping Kelsey and Hill, which one are you going to pick? And then Josh Gordon started to come up in conversations. Because if you try to stop Kelsey and Hill, what's Josh Gordon? Can he provide anything for the Kansas City Chiefs? But that confidence of going in there, Arrowhead and winning, like that's what you want to stop. If you're the Chiefs, you want to stop the confidence of the Buffalo Bills. You don't want them to feel good about themselves. You don't want them to, you want them to feel doubt. The doubt, can we beat Patrick Mahomes? Because we're going to see the Chiefs again if you're the Bills. If, if the one stumbling block you have to get to the big game, the Super Bowl, is beating the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you're 0 for 3 in the last two years against this team, you start wondering what you're doing. You're wondering about your offseason, you're doubting a lot of things, and you're doubting your team leader and Josh Allen. Now, win against the Kansas City Chiefs, then you're talking like Bosa. Then you have confidence your coaching staff, your quarterback can do the deal and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. It's like the New England Patriots with that stumbling block. You know, D4 offsides, they lose the Patriots in the playoff once again. Probably would have beaten the Rams in the Super Bowl. Different-looking Rams team when it got to that Super Bowl. But, again, you got to get past these ghosts. you got to get past those expectations. you got to be the team in the AFC. you got to be the king of the hill. And the Chiefs are right now the gold standard that they consider being the end-all, be-all in the AFC, like they should. But confidence-wise... A win against Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium and beating Patrick Mahomes again that was 2-0 against them last year, I think would have go a long way for their confidence. That's why the Chiefs got to stop that. They got to knock it down. 
They need the self-doubt creeping up once again in the Buffalo Bills. Ravens are pretty cocky about it. They had a lot of fun beating the Kansas City Chiefs. We all know, you know, it was turnover-aided. The Chargers did not act like that. They won the game. They got back on the bus. They flew back to Los Angeles. They didn't celebrate like we've seen for the Ravens. They didn't do, or the Ravens, they didn't do victory laps like the Raiders last year. But create that self-doubt within the team. The Chiefs had the chance to do it because right now, you go with the head coach, Sean McDermott. Chiefs still the gold standard to them. Well, they're the, they're the defending AFC representative in the Super Bowl. They're the defending AFC champ. So, yes, uh, until someone beats them. And um, like I mentioned, those two losses that, that they had were one that I would call it uh, a little bit of a fluke in terms of the uh, Baltimore game. No disrespect to Baltimore, but as it relates to Kansas City, the respect <laughs> that we have for both Baltimore and Kansas City in this case, um, you know, they have the, the ball in position to win the game on a field goal. Uh, at the end of the game there and, and the ball comes out. Um, so, uh, you know, again, a lot of respect for, for the Chiefs organization and their football team. So there's McDermott talking about the gold standard. Yes, that's what you got to do. That's the perception. You got to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a huge swing in momentum, I think, because if the Kansas City Chiefs put the Bills down once again, you lose the Bills and all of a sudden the home field advantage starts looking kind of out of the out of the perception for the Kansas City Chiefs. That Ravens loss was big. I think the Ravens are going to take some more L's. Buffalo, I don't know. You look at their schedule, not a lot of L's on that schedule for the Buffalo Bills. I don't know if you looked ahead at Chris. They're not exactly playing world beaters on their schedule, especially quarterback-wise, for the rest of their schedule. This is a chance to give them that L, get that doubt creeping up their mind. You beat, They beat the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. This team's going to have full confidence. Chiefs have a, t- a chance to stop it on Sunday. I, I See, I don't actually think the Bills are that confident. Like, I, I understand, like, yeah, they're – Three and one, and they, they played the one Chiefs, last they will be. Yeah, so I'm saying, though, it's like they haven't beat the Chiefs with this group yet. And, and until you do that, I just don't think that they're going to be that confident. I feel like they're going to have some sort of, oh, they might come back if they get a lead or whatever. Like, uh, it just, because it felt like that against the Browns, too. Like, the Browns, like, it felt like they were trying too hard to convince themselves that, hey, we're better than this team. Like, Kareem Hunt was acting a damn fool out there when he scored his touchdowns. Because he was, like, they were really trying to convince themselves that hey we're we're better than this team and then they lost and the look on their faces after they lost just like damn we knew it it i mean that's just i, I and and the raven situation what happened in the locker room there i believe that that was relief more than anything they're like oh my god we got lucky we 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 won we finally beat them we got lucky but hey we did it Especially like, for Lamar, who said this not game about him and Mahomes. Exactly, Trust me, he like, was enjoying oh, it. He, he, oh, he, of course, he knows. That was the tag on him. He can't beat Mahomes. Of course, and he knows that. But like that Ravens team, think about it. They've won nothing. They've won nothing. They, they have done nothing since since Lamar Jackson got there. They've like won what one playoff game since he got there. They beat the Titans last year in the playoffs. They had the one seed in 2019, and they lost at home to the Titans. They got the revenge last year, but then they went on to lose in the next round. Like. It's just it. There are a lot of teams celebrate a lot because they're relieved because they know that they're not better than the Chiefs. And I believe that the Bills are going to be the same way. If they happen to beat the Chiefs, they'll celebrate like they won the Super Bowl because they know they got away with one. And I, I just feel like 
in in the situation. Like the Chargers, it was relief. They just processed that relief differently because for them, it was a uh, you know it was more of a who we oh we we just happened to get lucky and catch the Chiefs on a bad day at the office more more so than a hey we're better than that team. I honestly believe that no team in the NFL, save for maybe the Buccaneers, believes that they're better than the Chiefs. Everybody knows that the Chiefs are better than them. And for them, if they can beat them, it's more relief than anything. I don't think there ain't no damn confidence in any team that faces the Chiefs. If there's one way, and we had this argument earlier, running the football, time of possession, I know a lot of people aren't buying the time of possession. Chiefs do score fast, but they've been methodical long drives for the Chiefs at this point. They're doing whatever the hell they want to. The best way to beat the Chiefs, it's very simple, Chris, you keep Mahomes over on the sideline. Whatever you can do where he can't hurt you is where you want him. You want him with the Gatorade next to Andy Reid on the sideline. If that's running game, if it's moving the clocks with the short you know, passing game, extension of the run game, that's what you do it. But I'll contend, man, yes, going forward on fourth down does help, but keeping the football is how the Chiefs have lost. I, I actually don't agree. Like the Chiefs lose when they make mistakes or when they're in a situation where they can't protect Patrick Mahomes. For me, now, I will buy this though. They are the one team that can beat themselves. That's like, the only team that can beat Dave, them I mean, with the turnovers. But without the turnovers, keep the football. The only team that's beaten the Chiefs this year is the Chiefs. No. Like, let's be honest. Can't here. argue that. The only team that's beaten them is the Chiefs. And if you look at what they did last year, like the you know last year when they when they played the Ra- uh, played the Raiders and they lost at home, like your offensive line fell apart in the middle of that game, and your defense fell apart deep down the field in the game, and the Raiders did actually beat you. But after that, nobody was better than you all year until you faced uh, the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, and they. They put out the perfect formula for beating the Chiefs. And get pressure without blitzing. Exactly. Get pressure without blitzing and put up points. Like, I I know, I I hear all the time, I I watch all the time on First Take, on various other NFL shows, oh, well, you got to run the football and play defense. Well, first off, throw the whole defense thing out of here unless you're getting a pass rush. The two teams that we've seen play the Chiefs the best. Without blitzing. Are the 49ers and the Buccaneers. And those are probably... Two of the worst games we've ever seen Patrick Mahomes play in. But they did it because they could generate pressure with just four. That was it. Nothing about offense. Like the the like people talk about the the 49ers. And it's and, one thing the Eagles couldn't do. They were the, they the fewest blitzes in all the NFL the yeah. Eagles did because they were light on their front four. Yeah, and like the like the thing is, is if you want to beat the Chiefs, you gotta get pressure with four and you've got to score points on offense. Not just running the football. Like people like, oh, you gotta control the football run. The Chiefs don't need a lot of time to score points. So time of possession, let's let's just throw that out the window. Like you got to get pressure on Mahomes and you got to score touchdowns, which means you got to be pushing the ball down the field and constantly scoring. And you got to force Mahomes to make some mistakes, throw some interceptions. He did in that Super Bowl. He's going to, and he's done it in games that they've lost this year. That's just the way that you're going to get him to, to make to you're going to beat this chief's offense is by getting pressure on Mahomes and forcing them to make mistakes. If you think you're going to just run the football and hope and pray that you can score touchdowns, because you have to score touchdowns. Run the football and don't make mistakes. But that's, that's, a, that's, but that's, the, the, that's the key to me. But that's not you, just it, though. Not everybody's got fronts like that's the not Buccaneers just it, did and the 49ers That's didn't. not just so, it, though. You I, have to also hope that the Chiefs make mistakes, too. You, yes, you have to help on that. But if you can't get to put pressure with your front four, and even a linebacker blitzes from time, because you don't want to blitz, but you want to be able to get to Mahomes. If you can't do that, you got to be able to run the football. Coming up next, I just don't though, think it's going to work. <laughs> we'll look at college football. Take a break, and we'll look at the college football playoffs because I think it's going to be really interesting this year. Can future Big 12 team Cincinnati 
getting to the uh, college football playoffs. I think they can, plus look at the local schools. We'll do that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, guess who's going to be on Cody and Gold tomorrow? Chiefs bunch it up on the right side. Empty backfield. Now the Chiefs appear to be confused. Maybe decoying them. They're going to run it. Shovel pass inside to Fortson, who juggles it, catches it, touchdown! Kansas City! Jody Fortson loves the sweet nectar of the end zone so much, he does it for a second consecutive week. And Kelsey acting confused. <laughs> it was a decoy all the way. Fortson juggling, then caught it, and the Chiefs have their biggest lead of the game. That's right. Jody Fortson on tomorrow with Cody and Gold, 10.30. Sean Barber being at 4 o'clock, by the way, with the drive as well. But college football, Chris, I know it's uh, near and dear to my heart, your heart. I'm in the same situation I always am. Saturday's college football today. I even have my – I always do this at the beginning of the week. Look at the matchups. All right. I define what I want to watch on TV. Yes, I'll flip it between them all, but I do want to concentrate on – Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details like one or two because it can be a mixed bag of emotions so many games on at the same time you know how the, the night's late there's, usually t- there's not enough time in the day to watch when, it when really 11 is so hard games bleed into the 230 games yes. I mean, there's so many man and sometimes but it's nice to be able to sit and enjoy a game but anyway i've got my slate of games scheduled already for this weekend but the heisman is all up and down i mean we can argue about that time and time and you know i love the heisman and candidates and everything else but the college football playoffs at this point, are really, really intriguing me more than the Heisman Trophy because it matters. It's a team sport, but the college football playoffs, I love them. 
I wish they'd go to more teams. Four is not enough. We know that. Uh, I like the 12-team plan that they have. They need to get back on working on that. But the four teams, Alabama, you would have to go ahead and put in the college football playoffs at this point. And I know the committee hasn't put out their rankings yet. Mike, if I did college football playoffs right now, it'd be Alabama and Georgia. You say, well, Jay, they play each other in the SEC title game. It's not going to matter. SEC's putting two teams in the college football playoffs. In my opinion, both those. Maybe. Yeah, it's, Maybe. Uh, it's, it's where I'm sitting right now. The other team in the college football players, I want to say Iowa. They play Penn State this weekend. I believe in Iowa. I like the way Iowa's playing right now. And Penn State was my sleeper going into the season, so of course I like them. It's one of those teams going to take an L. It's just the way it happens. But Iowa usually finds a way to take more than one L. Like the minute you start believing in Iowa, they're going to disappoint you at one point. So I put Penn State in there. For my representative of the Big Ten. That's 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 them. And I know it didn't matter. Anybody can make the playoffs. That's three. Number four. And no, I'm not going Boomer Sooner. He, Sooner's played too close of games for me. I mean, they haven't just gone out and destroyed anybody. Nebraska tried to back out of the game against Oklahoma and yet hung in with Oklahoma the entire game. It was really a botched review. It was in the correct call, but you shouldn't have been able to re- uh, challenge a review like the Sooners did against Kansas State, and who knows what happens there. Yes, I was Ohio State could sneak back in. But I'm talking about Cincinnati, Chris. Could this be the one year the group of five gets in where the power five is? And I say this because Cincinnati did what they had to do. They go into Notre Dame and hammered the Fighting Irish on the road. But then you look, like, who's going to beat them? Temple, UCF, Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, USF, SMU. Second to last game of the year, SMU is still undefeated. And Tanner Mordecai, I really like him, you know, going towards the Heisman Trophy and then ECU at the end. I keep wondering who's going to beat Cincinnati, Chris. And yes, SMU, but it'll be a home game for Cincinnati, the future Big 12 team. But I think this is the year. This is the team that could do it. This is the team, the Big 12. BYU is in the top 10, 10, too. So the Big 12, two teams in the top 10 that aren't in the Big 12 yet, but will be. But Luke Fickle... It's going to be a hot name for USC. Doesn't like the move, but it is the same AD at USC now that hired Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. And you hate to see this with Cincinnati. These coaches come in there like Brian Kelly and they bolt. They build them up and then bolt. But right now, as I sit, that's who I'm going with because I'm putting Cincinnati in the college football playoffs. Clearly, a lot of football to be played, but you're asking me right now, that's where I'd go. So, yeah, I've got I've got Bama one. Um, and... Like, I don't feel like Bama's as dominant as they've been in the last few years. But they're confusing to me, though, Chris, because I was a little bit surprised how Miami's not turned out to be very good. But weren't you? I mean, they lost five first-round picks. Five. You know, including the Remington Award winner, the Lombardi winner. They Not the Lombardi winner. I mean, they lost everybody. The Allen Trophy winner, the Heisman Trophy winner, and Mac Jones in the first round. Five first-round picks. And they lose their offensive coordinator. Now have Bill O'Brien running that offense. But I digress. Go ahead. But they, but then, you know, then they hammered Old Miss and Old Miss number one offense in the country last weekend. Yeah. So, like, I don't feel like they're, like, better from an execution standpoint. They're just more talented than everybody. So, but I, I still think that they're the best team in the country just because they're so much more talented. Um, so, I, I got Bama there. I think they will beat Georgia. I do not think Georgia's going to get in if they lose to Bama. Uh, I know Georgia's really, really talented. Really a close SEC title. Because I have Bama in there, too. But a close SEC title game, 
You're still not putting I, Georgia in? I don't. What other I, SEC team are you putting in? I don't put another SEC okay. team in. All right. I think it's just one. <laughs> I I think a I lot of totally people are like, disagree. oh, you got to put them in. I, I don't think you got to put them in. No. I don't think you need to have two. I mean, Georgia's really talented, but I don't think they deserve to be in, even even if they lose close to Bama in the title game. I just I don't think that. Uh, so uh, my second team I put in is Penn State. I agree with you, really talented. And I think like this is the year because I don't think Ohio State is that same kind of talent. They don't not, they're just not the same. They don't feel like the same team that we've seen in previous years. I think this will be a year where uh, Penn State's going to be able to come back and uh, reclaim some of those glory days they had like in the '90s, early 2000s. Um, I, I also I think I I think Oklahoma will sneak in. I I'm not a hundred percent like yeah I'm I'm like buying this team as like being up there with the Bamas and whatnot because we know what happens with Oklahoma. They get into the the college football playoff every year or almost every year, and then they get hammered by whoever. You know, we saw them go out there a couple years ago and get embarrassed by LSU in the in the semifinals, and it was just like, why is Oklahoma even in here? Because you know that I mean, Joe Burrow just went up there and tore them to shreds. So uh, I, I'm not a hundred percent sold that they are like in that class, but I think because the the crop is going to kind of be a little bit weaker, I think that's going to probably make it a little bit easier for Oklahoma to get in. And then my fourth team, I agree with you, Cincinnati should get in. Look, Cincinnati's done everything that you have to. And if As they don't team, get in and they're undefeated, you got big issues. You got big issues. Like the the thing is, and Desmond is, Ritter could win the Heisman? Yeah. Like if 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 Cincy doesn't get in and they're undefeated, you're going to call the question, the legitimacy of the college football playoff selection. Like you really are going to call into question the legitimacy of it because now it's like, okay, well it's not really merit based. Then it's about who a, a group of people think are better. And like, I just don't like that way of, of choosing teams. If you've got a team that's done everything possible, that's beaten good teams you know they've went out and they've they've beaten everybody they possibly could and they've beaten good teams in that in that group they should have a chance to go out there and show whether or not these mid-majors can keep up with these power fives so Cincy to me should get that chance if they if they went out if they continue to dominate the way they have they should absolutely get into the college football playoff the first rankings come out on November 2nd they have a six ranking shows that culminates December 5th with the college football rankings, the only rankings that really make any sense of well, I used to be an AP voter for the state of Missouri. So yeah, but it didn't matter. It's just, you know, this this is what matters, the college football playoff rankings. Locally, Kansas was one and a half wins a year. I took the over. I do like Lance <laughs> Leipold. I actually like the direction. They don't have much talent there now. It's showing out because that defense is terrible. But I do like the coach. I do like their direction. Like I do like Leipold there. Because it's not all that flash. They went with more substance as a head coach. Now, Kansas State with Kleiman, again, I think it helps. Skyler Thompson came back. You know, I really thought they'd upset Oklahoma last week for third year in a row, beating them. I do like like Deuce Vaughn. I consider him one of the best, the best player in the Big 12. I like that. I like Malik Knowles. I like Brooks, wide receiver. There's a lot of things about Kansas State I like. But they got to figure out their quarterback situation. Because Skyler Thompson's back for six years. He's been there forever. And Will Howard was the freshman that got some playing time last year and who started the place when Skyler Thompson got hurt. But then they got a four-star kid, Jake Rubley, who's just sitting around. Like, he's just sitting around. you got to play him before he hits the transfer portal. Because if that happens, 
and he's not playing, he's gone. They're kind of wasting the years away of their quarterbacks. <laughs> you think like, okay, like, like, look, a lot of people like Skyler a lot, and I understand, like, you know, he's been there for a long time and he's shown talent, but like, what has he won there? Like, just go out there and find yourself that young guy that could push you to the next level. And if you think that's that's gonna be your backup, then go out. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. There and give him a shot. Like, I, I just, I, I never understood the, the, all the love for Skyler if you want to like be a big time power broker in the power five conference, like the big 12 and Missouri, <laughs> listen, <laughs> man, I, I watch every single one of their games. I pull for them. I root for them, but you know, you get frustrated watching run defenses. But I know hard, it's been an issue here, but look at Missouri. They played, they played five games. It's the rushing yards. They've given up. Keep in mind. They're one thirty out of one thirty teams ranked one thirtieth out of 130 teams in college football against a run. They gave up one seventy four. That was a good game from this defense. 332, 294 to a one double team in Southeast Missouri State, 275, and then the inexcusable 458 to Tennessee last week, 458 yards on the ground as Tennessee hammered them. So they fired Jethro Franklin, brought up a defensive analyst, Al Davis, to coach the defensive lineman that he suddenly did back at Illinois. But Steve Wilkes. You know, the defensive coordinator, former NFL head coach. <laughs> Steve Wilkes is their DC? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. So uh, oh, wow. I, thought, I thought for sure someone's getting fired after the game, and someone did. Someone had to wear that situation. But, yeah, you, you cannot win games. So it's hard to judge, like, the offense, you know, pressing too much with Basilak when you're giving up those kind of rushing yards, and you're literally taken out of the game with the ball. We talk about the running game and how it controls the clock. This is how Missouri – this is what BC did to, to them. This is what 
Kentucky did to them. And at that point, I considered it a swing game as far as where's Kentucky and Missouri going to end up. Then Kentucky goes out and beats uh, Florida, which Kentucky and Stoops. That hurt, man. Yeah, that's that hurt. A, it's, it's a good team, man. It's a good team, but that hurt me. <laughs> it's a good team. And, you know, we'll find out more about Kentucky after they play Georgia. But, yeah, Missouri, I mean, you can't do 458 yards rushing Tennessee. This is the things that get coaches fired. And, and, like this is not talking about Eli Drinkwitz. He's fine. He's gonna I, stay I there. Don't they've know, gotta give it. I, I don't do know. though because they're gonna say, hey, because Steve Wilkes, I think, is the next guy to wear this. Yeah, the but definitely but what happens they if they're defensive line coach? They're gonna fire the defensive coordinator for Absolutely, and I agree. I mean, he's not gonna get fired anytime soon. But like after this year, if the defense doesn't improve, if the team is losing to good football teams, we talked about this, what was it, like a, a week ago, week and a half, a couple weeks ago, uh, and we were we were talking about them after they lost to Boston College. And I, I was like, you know, like I understand, like they lost Kentucky, like that's tough. Kentucky's a good team. But like if you are really about it, you got to win games like that. And they lost that. They lost Boston College. So like now they're in a, in a tough situation because, you know, they just got hammered by Tennessee. And now they don't – they look like they might – I mean, besides Vandy, they might be the worst team in the SEC. And it's like if you if you are considering that, it's like, well, how am I supposed to look at Drinkwitz and be like, that guy can coach? I can look at him and say he can recruit because look at top 20 recruiting class uh, this past offseason. But coaching also comes with that part too. And if you can't coach, then recruiting doesn't matter. And so it's like – at a certain point, we we got to look at the results on the field, and those results have to match what he does when he's going to players' homes and getting him to come play for the University of Missouri. So I, I do think that after this year, if they are one of, if not the worst team in the SEC, Drinkwitz is going to be on the hot seat. He's not going to be, like, fired immediately or anything, but he's going to be on the hot seat. Yeah, you'll say, hey, bring in somebody for defense. <laughs> That's what they're going to worry about. And if they suck next year on defense – at the end of next year, if they if they're they not a, a good team, an NFL guy. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, again, it's just like you you got to coach them up too. You can't just yeah. have the personnel and the coaching. You got to coach them up too. Well, Chris, I feel good. I need a cigarette now, and I don't smoke. Talking <laughs> college football, that was a lot of fun. Back to Chris Jones. Is the risk really going to bother? There's some interesting things Andy Reid said about Chris Jones, and really, you look at this defensive line and a couple guys that need to step up. Jaron Reed. Is it really inside outside? Does that matter? Or getting Chris Jones 100 percent healthy is that the biggest issue? We discuss that as we move back to the NFL next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back and have a little bit of fun coming up. Uh, not tonight, but uh, give you more details later. But uh, hand-delivered NASCAR tickets from NASCAR. My guy, Matt Humphrey, does PR for NASCAR. Drove the pace car out here. Give me a bunch of tickets to Kansas Speedway because it's going to be a playoff race, of course, third to last race of the season, round of eight. I'll give you more details as we go. But I, when Dan at KCK calls me, I gotta, I gotta talk to Dan always. What's up, Dan? Hey, good evening, Bing. How you doing? I was going like you and Chris. How you've been doing pretty good. I like to tell you how about those Red Sox fans? I didn't really pound Garrett Cole. What was it? They knocked him out in the third inning and uh, and to play by. It was a difficult game to watch. I did watch it. It was difficult because as I likened it to it yesterday, it's like kissing your sister, or your cousin, rooting for one of those teams. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm always been a Yankee since the Royals. Uh, the Yankees beat us in the. 36, 37, then they're all flying, got him in 80. Then in the sixth inning, uh, Phil Nevin sent 
sends Judge around, and uh, Bogart throws him out at home plate. Uh, he picks up criticism about that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was wild, Dan, but who's your World Series picks? I think it's going to be, uh, I might be wrong, but I'm thinking the Red Sox and the Dodgers. But uh, the Rays, you know, they're going to be there. In the, and uh, Well, Dodgers have some work to do tonight. They're down just one run to the cards. Yeah, yeah, I see them right now. I'm turning back and forth. I'm watching the Jeffersons on the attendant TV, and I'm turning back and forth to, <laughs> All right. to uh, the TBS and the Jeffersons. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dan, good stuff, my man. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you after the Chiefs game, I'm sure. As you're watching uh, play, I like watching playoff baseball too. It's it's a, this this fun time of year. You're going to have the NHL, the NBA, baseball playoffs. You get the college football getting in the conference, the meat of the season, good games, good matchups. The NFL, it's going great. This is a good time of year, Chris. As a sports fan, there's nothing better. I'll be completely honest. The baseball playoffs are the only time I watch any baseball game that doesn't include the Royals. But you're still watching. I still watch. But I, I that's the only time. I'm not watching you know, Sunday night yeah. baseball. I'm not watching the Saturday afternoon games on Fox. I don't care about Wednesday night baseball. Like The only baseball games I watch are Royals games. And until the playoffs start, those are the, the Royals game, the Royals will be the only team I regularly watch. That's it. It's fun. I mean, there's nothing better than late at night. You're sitting there watching a game and you're watching baseball in the playoffs. Having the fans back mean everything. Because baseball, like you didn't really notice them. As, you, you noticed it. But the enthusiasm. You noticed it in the playoffs in last the playoffs year. You, you noticed did. it for sure. That's like seventh inning when you're down four runs. That's when you pay into the dude or woman crying in the stands. Like that's when you get the raw emotion of baseball. <laughs> Are they crying in the stands? This is there <laughs> people could cry at games. <laughs> Usually it's a lot of people just looking at their phones. Yeah, now. well, there's a lot of that too. But a lot of there's some people crying about it. But I mean, you know, the whole season you're losing one game in a wild card game, and you know these Dodgers lose tonight, even though they won the title last year. There'll be people crying in L.A. There'll be people crying in L.A. I mean, yeah, well, like if your team loses in the playoffs, yeah, yeah, there'll be people. Or if crying. the Cards lose, there'll be tears on the other side of the state. Yeah, but I. Not this state, the next state, Missouri. Yeah, state the, where the, we the live. next state. The state where, yeah, Actually, yeah. you're a Kansas guy now, yeah, so what am I saying? Yeah, yeah. Stop snitching. I'm a, I didn't know. I'm just saying it. <laughs> I'm you just know what, kidding. though? It needs to be brought up because you used to be a Missouri guy. <laughs> yeah, I still am. <laughs> Sell out. I, I still love Missouri. All right. I, Kansas is really nice, though. I spent a lot of time in the state it's of a, It's a really nice day. I mean, I at, least, at least this side. Once we start I going mean, to other places. Let's be honest. It's hard to talk a lot of trash against Missouri. We, once we, we get out of Kansas City. A lot City. of us spend a lot of time in both. Once we get out of Can- once we get out of the Kansas City metro area in Kansas, there's nothing. Hell, I went to college in Kansas down at Pitt State, but I've always lived in Missouri. Yeah, I mean, for, I didn't live in Missouri when I went to school. I will there. say this: I enjoy driving through I Missouri much more than Kansas because because uh, driving through the state of Kansas is there's nothing you there. You like the nudie stores? Yeah, I like the fireworks stands and I like the porn shops. That is <laughs> like seriously. I went to I went to a place like I don't know. It's like five miles south of I of the Iowa border. I was and like there were like serious. there were three fireworks stands. I think I, it was like Eagleville, Missouri. I think is what it was, uh, which it sounded like a fake name for a town. But there were three fireworks stands right off of the highway there, right off of 35, uh, going towards Des Moines. There was three of them in <laughs> Eagleville. I was like, I was like, this cannot be real. One of them was selling just fireworks. Then one was like a fireworks and liquor and all that mess. And then one was like fireworks and barbecue. So I was like, this, this right here is Missouri as bleep. You mean this right you here is July's I've celebrated with liquor and fireworks? Yeah, it's all of them. That's what I'm saying. It sounds like a really bad idea to have them no. both. Just right there, and it, I don't even think the state of Kansas would allow you to do that. I don't even think I've ever seen, uh, like, 
in like the metro area, but not off the highway in Kansas. There's none off the highway that I I remember seeing. Yeah, it's all fun. You're talking fun stuff there, Chris. There's there's no question about that. Um, so Andy Reid today, Chris Jones. Obviously, he's been a hot topic conversation with defense. Nobody had a better training game, in my opinion, than Chris Jones. Like he, it was legit. You saw it in preseason football, and you saw it against the Browns, against the best offensive line of football, two sacks. But playing two different positions, inside, outside, and dealing with the wrist. This is what Andy Reid said. Has the wrist kind of limited Chris Jones last couple of weeks? What's your what's your level of concern there? Yeah, no, I, I think it's a distraction for him. And, um, you know, so that's what we're trying to give him time to let it let it go today. He's not, not going to practice today, so... Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see how he how he does. You know, but that's that's kind of where we're at. Just take it day by day and see how he does. It's a risk we need to be paying attention to. They desperately need Chris Jones against the Buffalo Bills. We'll discuss that when we come back from the break. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, six ten Sports Radio. Bottom of the fourth. Justin Turner just tied things up one one. Cardinals Dodgers. Is it going to be tears in LA or tears in St. Louis? Who knows? I can't wait to finish watching the rest of it. They'll so, really cry in St. Louis, too. That's the only team they got besides the Blues. <laughs> Everybody else then left. Yeah, I know. And I like the Blues, too, but don't like the Cardinals. Never have, never will. Bottom line is the Chris Jones stuff I played there for Andy Reid about the wrist. Can it be a distraction? I think it can be because. A lot of it, you use your hands, you know, especially if you're on the edge, you use a hand all the time to swipe down and you move your hands, even inside that kind of, you know, inner working, that hand working, getting to the quarterback. He's always had those great hands moving to it. Could be a distraction, but they need him. Because who else is going to step up? And I know Mike Dan has had a great year stepping in, you know, for Frank Clark at this point. I think it's a good draft pick by Brett Beach. You know, a mid-round draft pick, fifth round, didn't go to the combine. Central Michigan, and he transfers to Michigan. Didn't even get invited to the combine. They throw a dart. He's actually got more quarterback hits this year than Chris Jones. But I've been always been a big advocate of just keeping him on the inside. Unfortunately, they've been in a situation where he's got to play the outside. And I think two main reasons, like if Frank Clark was playing like Frank Clark, living up that contract, playing every every game for the Chiefs, difference. Jaron Reed playing like the guy you saw in Seattle, which I still think it's there. I mean, it's a contract year for him. You, you wanted to see him step up. You know, I was excited about what he could bring to the table because it gave you the flexibility of being, being able to put Chris Jones to the outside. But, yeah, against – like, you're going to be relying on it. You always want to blitz Josh Allen. It's a little bit uh, kind of the effects of blitzing Patrick Mahomes. you got to get to him for the front. got to get to him with three guys up front with Chris Jones. So, yeah, I am watching that. When the injury report came out today and he didn't practice, that's one of the things you look for. First thing I look for is Chris Jones. It's the most important guy to be on the injury report there's no doubt about it. I want to see what his status is because they need him on this defense. 31st uh, ranked defense in the NFL. Got to start at Patrick Mahomes. And I do think, and I've said this before, Chris, this team can win games offense alone. Like Patrick Mahomes can win games. I mean, look no further than the Chargers game where the defense didn't play well. I know the turnovers were bad. The Ravens game, defense didn't play well. Turnovers did end up costing them. But Patrick Mahomes had the team ready to win every single game except for the turnovers. Like, it's not about the defense when you look at it. As bad as they've been, you say, well, 
The turnover is what cost the games. Whether the Bills even said that with McDermott and Leslie Frazier, their defensive coordinator said the same thing. It's a different looking season without those turnovers. But it'd be fresh to have three and outs. See Mahomes on the football field more. So yeah, Chris Jones. You know, I liked him on the outside. You get a sack on the left side and the right side against the Browns. And one of the times he made Jack Conklin an All Pro look silly. When he threw him to the side and got there, you know he's got that ability. Again, best guy I saw at training camp, even though (laughs) he's already a great player, but he had the best training camp out of anybody. Even Brett Veach said the same thing to NFL Network. Nobody's had a better camp than than Chris Jones. But regardless, I'll still keep talking to guys from Buffalo. Going to do it again on Friday night. Enjoyed having Nate Geary on Buffalo Bills uh, pre-halftime and post-game on the uh, home of the Bills, WGR in Buffalo, New York, because this is a big game. They've been circling this game forever. I have too. You know, you'd love to see Chris Jones this game. It's good to see Charvarius Ward out on the practice field today, full participant. Frank Clark, full participant. They need these guys. They need these guys. Go, Chris, am I wrong when I'm saying, you know, we can look at the secondary, we can look at stop of the run, we can look at missed tackles, look at a lot of things. But if Frank Clark is playing every game and playing like Frank Clark should, and you're getting production from Jaron Reed, like when those two cats played with each other in Seattle, if you had that kind of production from 131 quarterback pressures, 23 and a half sacks combined between those two guys, if you got the Seattle version of those guys with Chris Jones sprinkled in, this is an entirely different looking team. I agree, and and here's the thing: like maybe not the the game against the Browns. I think that game probably would have looked the same. And uh, but I, I will say this: I do believe that if they could generate pressure with their front four, which is what we were hoping when they brought in Jaron Reed and they moved Chris outside, and and Frank came back, and you know, we presumed he was healthy, though we obviously know he is not healthy now and may never be healthy again in his time as a as a, as a chief. Which you know those days look very limited now. Uh, I I think that if those guys were healthy and producing the way that we had hoped that this offense would kind of resemble like those, those Colts offense uh, defenses back in the day. Those, the, the chiefs defense would resemble those Colts defenses where it was like, we get a lead and then we just pin our ears back and we rush the quarterback and we play good pass defense because our pass rush is so great. Well, the last time they played together, Chris, yeah. three years ago, 114 pressure, 64 hurries, 51 quarterback hits, 23 and a half sacks. Like that's what you're hoping to see again. Man, it's, it's too late to see those numbers this year, but just, yeah. just a semblance, just 50% of that. If they could just be a good pass-rushing team right now, they could be a mediocre defense. They're probably still going to be bad against the run, but it's not going to matter because they'll be mediocre enough to be able to play with – they can get a lead, and then they can make some plays, slow teams down, and you know, kind of like what they did against the Eagles for most of the second half where they were able to pin the ears back, get a pass rush because they had a lead, force Jalen Hurst to pass, and it was tough. I've looked forward to all these games this season, Chris, but there's a strong argument that this is might be the favorite game of the year. It was a schedule circular when it came out. I had hoped to see the Bills or Browns in game one give Andy Reid all that off time to prepare for just one opponent. These first five weeks of the season were going to be pivotal. One includes the Browns and the Ravens and the the Chargers, not the Eagles, that didn't matter, and the Bills in the first five weeks of the season. But such a swing of emotion between the Bills and the Chiefs in this game. Just at what's at stake. In fact, it's a night game, liquefied arrowhead. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
Thanks to Nate Geary, the Buffalo Bills pre-haft and post show, uh, host joining us. Thanks, Chris and Osir. I enjoyed it, Chris. I enjoyed that we worked a little college football. Always fun. fun. A lot of fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you Friday night. And don't forget, I'll have some NASCAR tickets. Good night. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.